0: And welcome to the disenfranchised Podcast, now part of the Mattel and Mars Bar Quick Energy Bot Hour, where that podcast all about those franchises of one, those films that fancy themselves full-fledged franchises before falling flat on their face after the first film. I am your host, Stephen Foxworthy. Joining me, as always, he's got the touch, he's got the power. It's my co-host, Brett Wright. Brett.
1: Hello, Stephen.
0: How are we doing today, buddy?
1: Doing all right, man. Uh, I, I got uh, flashbacks to the subliminal message uh, Mr. Phone, from Josie and the Pussycats there at the beginning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, me neither. Nothing not- to see here. Um,
2: <clears throat> no, not at all.
0: And uh, also joining us uh, inexplicably dancing to Weird Al in the middle of a junk planet, it's Tucker. Hey, Tucker.
2: Hi, Steven. How's it going?
0: Not bad, man. I got my caffeine here, and, and I'm ready to talk about this movie that we
2: watched. That's rad. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. Time.
1: It's all right.
2: Is it? We're having a great time. It's, not really, are. but
1: we'll get into that. We're gonna <laughs> we're, have a great time.
0: We are. We're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good discussion. And what movie are we talking about today, Brett?
1: We're talking about not the Michael Bay Transformers that you mm-hmm. may be familiar with. That one got sequels. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that one got sequels.
2: Well, obviously, we're is, not gonna talk about it. That one is called. Transformers. Correct. Yes. One word. This one.
0: Drop the "the"s and the movies. Two it's of them. cleaner. You got
2: the Transformers. The colon. Movie.
0: The movie. Yeah.
2: Yes. It, I mean, just Which is a good indicator wonderful. as to how this movie treats its audience. Mm. Yeah. Like drooling idiots. That's what it treats them like. I'm gonna rip
1: this band-aid off right now and tell you that I skipped 20 minutes of this movie and I didn't miss a fucking thing.
2: No. I didn't. I didn't skip any no. of it. I watched the whole thing and I suffered the whole time. I was you know, starting. you were there.
1: Well, look, man. Look, <laughs> let's let... This is Shades of Food Fight. Like, I had to skip parts. You had of to, it. like, I walk couldn't...
2: away. And, I had yeah. to walk
1: away and, like, skip through some parts. I couldn't do it. it. This was the same. It wasn't as bad. It was at least coherent. Um... Ish.
2: Was it, though? <laughs> ish, ish.
1: Ish. Well, because, I mean, the soundtrack slaps and the voice cast is pretty cool, but, like, I... so at least I had that coming for it um but yeah no i skipped just scrubbed through a whole 20 minutes and did picked it right back up like i didn't scrub through a whole
0: 20 minutes of 1986's the transformers the movie uh directed by nelson shin uh written by ron friedman uh and starring peter cullen judd nelson robert stack neil ross susan blue lionel stander the great frank welker john mashita um buster jones paul elding Michael Bell, Scatman Crothers, Casey Kasem, Corey Burton, Leonard Nimoy, Don Messick, Jack Angel, Eric Idle, and for some reason, the late great Orson Welles.
2: Can we just can we just stop a minute and and think about how Scatman Crothers was the best part of this movie? Because even Orson Welles, like they did a thing to his voice where it's yeah, like, no. "Well, you know why they
0: did that, right?"
2: he's old as fuck and he died five days later
0: he was so like he was in such poor health that all of his audio came back with like rasping and wheezing it was barely usable so they had to like filter it through a bunch of modulators in order for it to even be usable for this movie which is i'm
2: just saying everybody's voice in this movie is put through some kind of filter the most offensive being what they did to eric idol's voice i'm not kidding you guys it's something it it hit something in my brain. I almost got sick. Like the what they did to Eric Idol's voice, like upset my stomach. I don't know how that's even possible.
1: Well that's, that's like it was that was so... sort of the catalyst for me uh, scrubbing. Like I, uh, that's the part I scrubbed through is when they first meet that whole faction. Like, of... did
2: you get like a like a, a lump and like you started feeling the acid I mean, bubble up in your stomach? It wasn't stomach? that like,
1: bad, but it was definitely grating on me to the fact where I couldn't listen like to Like it, it it was painful to listen yeah.
2: to. Like there's okay. bad, and then there's like, no, like fuck off. But the the thing I was mentioning is that everybody's got like a robotiness to their voice. But there's Scatman Brothers is over here just being Scatman Brothers. as a robot. And I thought I love that was Scatman hilarious. Brothers. Every time I he popped on, Scatman. I was like, yes, thank you for giving me a reprieve in this. You you this got the shining in you. Wild shit, <laughs> like.
0: Hong Kong Phooey, number one super guy. Like, hell yeah.
2: Yeah, Scatman Crothers. Woo, for the win.
0: Absolutely. No. Um, in this, uh, both Scatman Crothers and Orson Welles, this is their very final film performance for both of them. Um, which, oof. Um, go,
1: go out on top, fellas. That's <laughs> yeah, <really> right?
0: <laughs> I, Hearing Orson Welles talk about this movie or reading what he said to his biographer, Barbara Leeming on the day he he recorded this is really hilarious because you can tell he does not give two shits. And mm. it's just like, guess what I did today? I voiced a toy, some stupid toy show in the, Japan where the robots change from one thing to another. I'm a planet and I'm trying to fight something named something or other. And, Eventually, I I destroy, I tear myself apart on screen when they defeat.
2: I think I might be a unicorn of some kind. (laughs) Maybe I'm reading that wrong.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, he's um, yeah. He oh, God, it's hilarious, like absolutely hilarious. Listening to him talk about this movie uh, and his role in it. But yeah, no, the last thing he recorded like days before he finally died. So he's in such poor health that. And and I, I messaged, I texted friend of the show and fellow or- Orson Welles enthusiast, Hope Lickner last night as I was watching this movie. And I'm just like, I'm realizing now just the extent to which Orson would go to make a quick and easy buck. And she's like, well, can you blame him? Because, you know, the guy basically got, you know, blacklisted after his blank check. And I was like, I mean, no, I don't. But, you know, it never really stood out to me just how just the extremes to which he would go to make money.
2: But, you know, yeah, well. get that paper, Orson Welles. I mean, absolutely. And it's so easy. Like, well, and I was telling you, they brought the – they just bring the equipment to his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Record him right there. And then he's just free to go and die five days later. Whatever.
0: No big one. Uh, one of the reviews said uh, the irony of uh, Orson Welles playing a planet-sized eating machine is lost on no one. Um, which <laughs> I mean, oof, can we, we got, we got to bring the fat shaming back even after he's dead. But yeah, he was a large man when he passed away.
2: He's a big guy. He's, he's a real big, big, guy. big guy,
0: like big, big guy,
1: literally and figuratively, I would say correct.
0: Huge yeah. personality. One of my, uh, one of my all time favorite, um, like historical figures. I own so many Orson Welles biographies. Um, my favorite filmmaker of all time. Yes, big Orson Welles fan, and the first time I get to talk about him on this podcast is for
2: fucking Transformers the movie. Or this pile <laughs> of stinking sludge that we watched. Um, so well, let's he he, transforming Galactus.
0: Yeah, he, he's uh, basically if the Death Star and Galactus fucked and had a, had a child. And yeah, that's Unicron. Wee-oo. If Galactus fucked the Death Star, it would be Unicron.
2: I love I mean, how the cast list is like you know stunt cast, stunt cast, stunt cast. And then every other voice is Frank Welker,
0: yeah. Which <laughs> like, <I> mean, honestly, <laughs> that's how you did it in the eighties. Now you can't that's afford how you him
2: still anymore. Do it, kind of like you, you kind of can't afford
0: him anymore, Frank though. Like if you can afford Frank Welker, that's what you do. But if you can't afford Frank Welker, then you don't because he's like the preeminent voice actor in Hollywood now. Like he's he's the guy. Like he's the guy. The all guy. the voice actors in Hollywood are like, oh, that's Frank fucking Frank Welker. But like up until very recently, he was the only actor that had ever voiced Fred. Uh, Fred Jones on Scooby Doo, like
2: Scooby Doo, dooby Doo.
0: I think up until I think pup named Scooby Doo. I don't think he did, and then and the 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 new movie Scoob. I think was like the first time he had not voiced the actual like character character of Fred, even on like Robot Chicken or Family Guy. Whenever they would do a parody of Scooby Doo. They would get Frank Welker to come in and voice Fred, he, or Freddie Prinze Jr. on Robot Chicken, but
2: yeah, he did not voice Fred in Scoob, but he voiced a pterodactyl, according to yeah. IMDb. That tracks. So he was there.
1: Is that all they could afford?
0: <laughs> well, I
1: think we can't they, afford for you to play Fred.
0: Honestly, we can't it, afford goes, to play pterodactyl. it was probably stock footage anyway. They probably just had to credit him
2: because they used they, it. They got uh, him to. He did play Fred in the Supernatural Scooby Doo crossover episode. Yep. That's fun. Yep.
1: very
2: fun. I did not uh, hate. Like all the when initial I, when voice actors that...
0: kind of fell off, and then, but Frank Walker really did stick around and stick in there. Along and and you know fellow Scooby Doo voice actor Casey Kasem's in this movie. For, Casey Kasem. I'm uh, Casey Kasem for like there's a hot a, second.
2: There's a radio station here, ninety two point one. It's an oldie station, and they play old episodes of Casey Kasem's Top Forty.
0: I've, I've heard of other stations doing that as well. Yeah. And it's really funny because in there's so many,
2: there's so many forgotten like hits that people forget about. It's just like the show I'm trying to do on the Patreon. It's kind of like that with music mm-hmm. where like, it, it was a big deal back in this day. If you ask somebody that lived through that era about that song, they'd be like, Holy shit. I totally forgot about that.
0: I have a, I have a podcast idea about songs like that. One of my friends and I were talking and we, we labeled these songs, the forgettables. Because they're, they're songs that you just, when you hear them again, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I forgot all about that. I absolutely remember that song. So we, we have a Spotify playlist of just songs that fit that criteria for us specifically. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I come across those randomly on TikTok every once in a while and they immediately get added to my Spotify playlist.
0: That's a hundred percent how it goes. Yep. Just unlocks Ooh. a
1: memory. And oh my God. I forgot about this song.
0: Yeah. I, oh, a big one for me. Honestly, we, we mentioned Scatman Crothers earlier, but Scatman Johns, I'm the Scatman. Like that's, that's one of those for me. Yep.
2: Absolutely. I'm Most Skatman. recently that happened to me with um, Tracy Bonham's mother, mother and yellow jackets mm. reminded me that that existed. And that was literally my favorite song for like two years in high school. And then I just just flew out of my head and I forgot about it for 20 years. Like it does. Should happen. Like Um, you do.
0: So let's talk. Let's talk Transformers, gentlemen. What is I mean, we are all children of the 80s. We were all born in the decade of the 1980s within, I would say, probably a few years of each other. What is our history with this property? Brett, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Well,
1: I don't really have much of one. I wasn't a Transformers kid. Because, I mean, there's there's kind of the big three, right? It's like G.I. Joe, Transformers, or Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And I was a Ninja Turtles guy. Um,
0: I'd say Thundercats probably and He-Man kind of fit in there, too. sort of. A couple of those I kind of fell right power. before our time, but...
1: Yeah, those those two seemed, fell right before our time. We're so kind
0: of right on the cusp for Transformers even, honestly, I would say.
1: A little bit. It's, it's weird, like, finding out... Like, because I watched um, on one of our favorite YouTube channels, Secret Galaxy, a show about... an episode about real Ghostbusters, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it blew my mind that, like it came out like late eighties and yeah. was done by the nineties. So it's mm-hmm. crazy that I watched it and loved it as much as I did. And that's pretty much how all of those old cartoons we remember were. Most of yeah. them came out in the eighties and we were watching reruns. Mm-hmm. So. Think for
2: yourself. Or, you
1: know, <laughs> less no, less no, you're good. right. You're right.
2: <laughs> I like, yeah, there's definitely some crossover there. Um, so, yeah but, I, I mean, never... yeah they'd
0: be recycled for like um after school entertainment or or whatever, like
2: definitely, yeah, all that shit was syndicated for years yeah. and years and years. for years
0: afterwards, yeah,
1: yeah, um, so no, I never really got into it I wasn't a robots guy or kid, I guess I wasn't a guy yet, I was a kid, but Brad, um, they're
2: robots in disguise, yeah, sure, they're mold- or I don't know, the eye to those, no. but I
1: also wasn't like uh like a you know one of those kids that played with like toy cars and whatnot either sure it missed me completely i didn't like the cars aspect the vehicle aspect or the robot aspect
0: i was gonna say Uh, if you're out on if you're out on either part or both parts and this is probably not a thing for you then yeah
1: yeah and they all which uh, this movie reminded me of why i hated the live action one later is they all they all
2: sort of look the same it all blends together. It all
0: kind of hard together. to tell them apart unless you this, really know them. Yeah, that's
2: this whole movie is just all these robots. It's n- almost ninety minutes of just robot fight after robot fight. I don't know who's who or what the fuck is happening, and I don't care.
1: Yeah, and the ones that I do care about, you killed off in the first half in the, hour. The first fight, yeah, in the yeah. first
2: twenty minutes. The only one dies at like twenty
1: six
0: minutes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which I hear a I lot of people that love this chest. movie like. Talk about Optimus Prime's death in this movie is like you know the death of Bambi's
2: mother. No, they're delusional. They're it, delusional. They're delusional. They can't see past this their nostalgic goggles
0: for for Gen X and and older elder millennials. This what Bambi's mom was for boomers. No, it's for kids, Tucker.
2: Yeah, idiots. You know, you for know, kids. For kids. We were all kids once, and we were all idiots when we were kids. That's the nature of being a child—is being a. We're fucking all idiots, idiots
0: now. It's just going to take us another ten to twenty years to figure it out.
2: Yeah, but we we're we we know a lot more now.
0: It, we, now we we have enough self awareness, hopefully, to, to be able to acknowledge the fact that we're idiots. But yeah, I well,
1: yeah, I mean, a lot of us have more than others. Um, mm. uh,
0: uh, that's that's where wisdom comes into play, and some people just don't have that
1: the yeah. wisdom is their dump stat. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like Transformers, not a big fan.
0: Fair enough. They Did you have any? You didn't stuff? have any of the toys or anything growing up?
1: Oh, fuck no. No, I was, cool. I was collecting real Ghostbusters toys, Ninja Turtle toys. Those were my, my two. Uh, also, they also had a huge line of toys for the Beetlejuice cartoon, collected all those.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so you, you, you definitely like found your niche pretty early
1: yeah is it like spooky shit and or sci-fi shit that isn't robot related I'm there
0: <laughs> <laughs> more the soft sci-fi not the hard sci-fi
1: yeah basically I got into uh, hard sci-fi sci-fi, sci-fi
0: combined with martial arts that was where you're
1: y- yeah I mean look I was can my sci-fi piranches? have
0: punching and kicking please and thank you uh, so I was a big power uh, ranger kid man. too so yeah you're mm-hmm. right
2: That tracks yep <laughs> accurate
0: Tucker, what about you? What's your history with the Transformers?
2: Hi, it's me, Tucker, and this is my history with the Transformers. Um, I was, I just caught, I was just caught the tail end of, like, when all the Transformers and all that stuff was a big deal. Hmm. I was was born in 82, so I did have a bit of a childhood in the 80s proper. Um, But I never gave a shit. Like, I liked He-Man. He-Man was my thing, and then I moved on to Ghostbusters as far as the the toys that I played with and shows that I watched. So the opposite Um, of the kids in Ghostbusters
1: 2, then. Interesting.
2: Transformers. Transformers never, um... (laughs) I mean, like, I always thought that it was cool. Like, the concept for the toy, I thought was really cool. But I never gave enough of a shit to, like, get more into it than, like I said, the McDonald's ones. Those were rad to me. That was enough. For me, because I had played with other kids' Transformers. And, like, you have to put them together exactly correctly. Mm-hmm. And you're a kid, so you're manhandling everything. And if you fuck it up, you're going to break that motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they sold those to kids. I broke so many other people's Transformers <laughs> when I was a kid because I was too stupid to figure out how to put them together. Like, so they just never appealed to me. they. They appealed to my curiosity, but the end product... Was not something I ended up being interested in. Fair enough. And I had a He-Man that you put the pop caps in and you pushed the little thing and his chest smoked. So you can't beat that. Okay. <laughs> sure. True, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. I also had Battle Cat. That was really cool. Battle Cat was the shit. Right on. He-Man was a like, little known fact. He-Man was my jam back in the day.
0: Oh, man, we should have had sister. you on our Masters of the Universe episode My all those sister years was ago.
2: way into She-Ra, so, like, we filled each other in, like. Princess of Power, yeah. I don't know what's going on, you know. Did you
0: catch the oh, new yeah. Kevin it, Smith uh, He-Man series?
2: No, I don't have any desire. Like, I don't. He-Man's like Led Zeppelin. Like, there was a time in my life where they were very important to me, but now I just don't give a fuck. We've broken up, and we'll always have the good times. But I don't need to ever see them again. Fair enough. You know, yeah. Right. So I don't I don't care about He-Man anymore. I like mm-hmm. to think back on it fondly, and I like the old Masters of the Universe movie because it's just so fucking dumb. It is, um, it is really fucking dumb.
0: See our previous episode on the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, man. That, that would regrettable be piece of uh, cinematic <laughs> entertainment.
2: They're like, we don't have a lot of money, so I guess we'll time warp set to most of day. this on
0: earth yeah. <laughs> just use the backlog, i guess maybe yeah, yeah. five sets on the back the that works, for 10 right?
2: minutes we'll have a little bit of attorney right right we're good right we have the power he said it himself
0: right <laughs> i um, love
2: the my favorite thing about the he-man tv show is that even though each episode has new and different animation they only have that one animation for his transformation Yep. So in the later seasons, that piece of film gets really like old really and crappy. Yeah. The episode is very crisp, but all of a sudden, why reanimate we we it? strip of animation three hundred times. Why, why, why do it again? It, this works just fine. No, I agree. It's wonderful. I just, I just love the the quality change there the in the in later quality. episodes. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, because we've been running the same piece of film through this over and over and And over again. And we didn't make any
2: duplicates. We just cut the same one into every episode. Yep. (laughs) Used it so many times. It's got Um, wheel marks on the frame from the projector. (laughs) That's kind of that
1: company's M.O. for all of its cartoons, though. Yeah, dude. The transformation I mean, sequence in oh, the yeah. original Ghostbusters cartoon is the same way. They just I mean, but look, these over over these
0: over shows, over. and this is kind of, this is, a, I, I should mention, 20 minutes into this episode, that this is kicking off a, a theme month uh, for us, which is 80s animation, and the next three movies that we're covering, this one and the next two, are all connected to Hasbro toy sales, and in fact, these animated series all existed to sell toys, and um, Thanks to Ronald Reagan, we can now make, you know, feature or uh, 30 minute toy commercials every week and then turn those into 90 minute toy commercials for the big screen that kids have to pay to watch. Um, That was in every episode, had a new toy. Every episode introduced a new character or a new device or something that would sell another toy in the line.
2: You know, that's why this movie exists. Oh, I know. This movie exists because they needed to kill off the old Transformers. So they could have new ones. Which is why all the old
0: Transformers die in the first 20 minutes, with the exception of like four that survived to the end of the movie. Like Bumblebee and Jazz and a couple of others and everyone else
2: dies.
0: (laughs) it's Soundwave. Soundwave makes my boy Soundwave. I fucking love Soundwave. He's the best. Soundwave's the best. Um, My history with the Transformers is very limited. I I, again, I kind of missed Transformers, although I did have one of the toys growing up. Uh I didn't play with it a lot because I remember having a really difficult time changing it like just you know my my tiny little not quite dexterous hands kind of having a hard time I probably had to use my teeth to like pull pieces out or something like to get them That's to okay. separate I
2: had tiny idiot hands too Steven when I was a child <laughs>
0: I mean, now I've just got fat, idiot hands. Like they're not much hey. better, not that much more dexterous. Now I've got you know <laughs> borderline uh, early stage arthritis from all the knuckle popping I've done in my life. Yes. But that's, that's my own. Oh, that's that's my myth. own.
2: That's uh. a myth, by the way. Look that up. Knuckle all right. cracking does not. It's not bad for you, and it doesn't cause. Arthritis. Then, then,
0: then it must be all the typing because my <laughs> hands are. That's fucked. what it
2: is. That's, that's what what my it hands is.
0: are kind of fucked. Is. So, um, but yeah. If so you know that purple
1: tunnel, could be worse. Yet. <laughs> no. Yet, okay. Um, nah.
0: um, but yeah. So I mean, I don't have much. of, I didn't really engage with the cartoon. In fact, I think this might have been the first time I ever watched this movie. Like, I feel like I remember watching it as a kid, but going back and actually watching it, like, I'm like I don't remember any of this. So this might have been the first time I ever saw this damn thing. Um, which, woof, um, yeah. This one, this one missed me. I was not one of the aggrieved children in the theaters so, because, as I've mentioned before. Uh, we didn't really see movies in theaters much when I was a child, so because of because of Jesus. So Yeah.
1: Damn it, Jesus.
2: <laughs> Dang it.
0: Jesus would have gone to the movies. That's
2: all I Jesus, know. Jesus, let Steven watch movies, please.
0: It's, it's not it was it was less about Jesus and more just about how we chose to interpret Jesus. Um or how the denomination that we affiliated with ourselves chose to interpret Jesus. But hmm. yeah. Um Fair but yeah so I, I missed this I, I did catch one of the movies that we're covering later this month a couple of them on home media but this yeah. one I completely missed altogether so yeah I don't have any memory of this and it was it was tough to watch this one for the same reason that you guys were saying like I didn't have the base familiarity with a lot of these characters with the exception of like Optimus Prime so I'm watching this movie and I don't know who these characters are so the stakes are let me just check my notes here, non-existent for me, just because I don't know, I haven't, I don't have the connection to these characters that a kid growing up watching the show every day after school would have. So I, I, I it, it didn't, you know, yes, I, every, th- this movie begins with genocide, but it made no impression on me as a, as a grown ass man at all.
1: Well, yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's genocide of robots but you know, you don't even really... It doesn't register. This yeah. but, I mean, yeah, they're,
0: And they're characters that... For the movie, it's like you have to have a familiarity with the show for these deaths to mean anything. And I did not watch the first two seasons of Transformers before I sat down to watch this movie last night. So I didn't have, like, that base familiarity with all the... With, again, with the exception of Optimus Prime, who is the GOAT, um, as far as Transformers go. Like, I... It meant nothing and I knew his death was coming because that was the thing that traumatized my generation
2: that's the whole movie this film that's okay none of that matters actually I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you spoilers none of that matters because this entire film is devoid of any artistic integrity everybody that worked on this film is there for one thing and that's a motherfucking paycheck nobody, we nobody will never gives fault them a for. shit nobody gives a shit about this movie which I get it as like a working artist. I get that. But this is the most soulless piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Everything from the writing, the voice acting, the animation is like there will be you you get the, the Orson Welles balls or whatever he is in that movie that always looks great. There are a few things that always look great, but the animation quality just goes from one end to the other from scene to scene. There will be one scene that is beautiful, and then the next looks worse than the fucking cartoon, the TV cartoon. It's so inconsistent. Ah, oh, this movie really rubbed me the wrong way, and I tried. You guys, I tried so hard. When it started, I was like, oh, those pew-pews. I recognize those pew-pews. I... I watched cartoons in the 80s, so all these sound effects are... It's very nostalgic for me. The the opening credits tried. is
0: actually pretty cool. They're doing, like, a I Superman, tried. the movie yeah. thing, like...
2: I tried so hard, and I tried to get into it, but just, like, ten minutes in, it's just... This is just garbage. Garbage. Not, hit, not fit for human consumption. Probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And not only is it bad but it knows it's bad and it doesn't give a fuck. It actively gives you the finger, the entire fucking film. And it's disgusting. Well, and again, so what do you guys think about the movie?
0: The purpose behind the movie is inherently Craven because the, and which is, it's the same purpose as behind the show. It's, it is, this is a product designed to sell other products. Like we talked uh, last week in the transporter episode, transporter transformers, and it's pride month, man, we did,
2: we didn't plan that, but that works. Um, but it's—it's hey. it's not in, supposed to be a means to an end, though, Stephen. It's supposed but, to be two things: commerce and art coming together and making something they can both be happy with, instead of commerce just coming in and butt-fucking everybody until they submit and put out whatever shit they decide to put out. Sorry, go ahead,
0: Tucker. Have you met Ronald Reagan? <laughs>
2: Hello, fuck Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I mean, yes, Ooh. that is the
0: official stance of the disenfranchised
2: podcast. Jeez Louise.
0: <laughs> um, but I mean, no, that was his whole fucking MO, man, is just garbage. capitalism above all things. So, like, yeah, we get this, like, very craven, carnal, soulless, cynical soulless. cash grab. Um, Ugly. And we're going to have a couple more of those this month that we're going to talk about. Um, The last movie we're covering this month does not fit that. But, you know, you know, if this movie came
2: out today, it would be written by A.I.
0: Mm -hmm. Honestly, it would be directed by
2: A.I. It would be voiced and animated by A.I.
0: In this case, it is, it's, it's a bunch of corporate suits that want to sell a new product line. And so this is their product line rollout. They don't do a which, press conference. They don't do a press release. They legitimately make an entire feature-length which, film to sell a new line of toys
2: to children. Which, like I say, that's fair. But the art and the commerce have to meet. You don't come and steamroll the art and expect people, people to be all about it. Because that's that's the nature of Hollywood. That's the business. That's why it's show business Mm -hmm. and not like show charity or show do whatever the fuck you want. No, it's show business because people have to make money. And I get that. I understand that. Like I said, they have to meet in the middle. You can't mm, just. ooh makes me so mad.
0: But no, it's I mean last so, week I, I talked about um So the, mechanical the, the higher short films by BMW, which are short films that are designed to sell cars. Like they're just these little short films directed by A-list Hollywood directors, and the whole purpose is hey, buy a BMW. Um and this it is it's an 85 minute toy commercial, is 100 percent what it is. Like we want to sell Unicron and Galvatron and Ultra Magnus and Rodimus Prime toys. And so here are all these new, brand new characters, Rekgar. Let's sell Rekgar toys. Everyone's Why favorite not? character, Rekgar, um, whose name is Man not even favorite. mentioned on screen. <laughs> um, like it, it mm. and Cup. There's a character that's just called Cup, but spelled with a K, so it's cool. I can
2: respect um, that.
0: <laughs> and RC, and like there's just, you know, the, you roll out a bunch of new characters, and those Royal are the ones Crown, that we're gonna focus yeah a majority of our time on. We're going to kill off all your favorite characters at the beginning, which is the worst thing about this movie, is you kill off all the established characters at the beginning of the movie. First of all, you set it like 20 years in the future. Like, it this takes place in the far-flung year about of 2005. And then, and then you then proceed to kill off every character that everyone is familiar with, with the exception of a handful of fan favorites. And Not even their real favorites, just like Bumblebee and Jazz and Soundwave and a couple of others. But like Starscream's gone, Megatron's gone, Optimus Prime is gone. Um, Like fucking everybody's just done.
1: That's the most egregious thing that really is the biggest example of what we're talking about. And that's what happens to Megatron in this movie. Mm. Is that like, he's Megatron doesn't die, he gets transformed. No pun intended. Mm, I see into, a, into a completely different character, they, and they just refer to him as that character going forward. They don't say mm. like, "Oh, this is Megatron." New, new voice actor,
0: the whole line. Like, new he's just actor, a different like, character.
1: He's just a different character. And they never address it again. Mm-mm. It's why he, why, he
0: goes why? from being Frank Welker to being Leonard Nimoy, and then when he appears in season three of the cartoon, he's back to being Frank Welker again.
2: <laughs> because who That's cares? Nice. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody gives a
0: shit. Because again, the the purpose is not the characters. The purpose is selling those damn toys. Make
2: and it, it feels toys. very make much money money like a toys. let's
0: make Rodimus Prime happen. Like, I I was looking on the IMDb trivia page, which is you know a cesspool of whatever, but there was someone is like, uh, you know, this movie is kind of like The Godfather. Vito Corleone dies really early in the movie and passes things off no. to his. His successor, who's really inept and kind of bad, um, and then when that guy dies, they pass it off to you know the young hotshot who's been in exile, and he becomes the new leader. I'm like, yeah,
2: I could, I could see where that would make sense if you're an idiot.
1: <laughs> yes, let's compare this movie to the fucking Godfather. Jesus, There's
0: goodness. another one comparing it to Star Wars too. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll fucking bet. Fuck right. Fuck right the fuck off. Oh, but I mean, there are, look, we should say this. I think we're all decidedly pretty negative on this movie. There are people out there who legitimately do have the strong nostalgia feelings for this movie. Like there are people who legitimately do love this thing. And I would advise I them to watch it? it. No, watch
1: it again. Take the nostalgia goggles off and watch it again.
0: Brett, you're telling people to take nostalgia goggles. off. I was just about to say coming from someone. That's
1: who ironic as goggles fuck. Off all the time.
2: Yes, but there, there's no amount of nostalgia goggles that makes this movie good.
1: Yeah, even None. Like, there, there's, there's plenty of times where I have legitimately gone back and watched something that I have a lot of nostalgia for and gone, oh man. This, this makes me sad. This is actually
2: bad. Mm-hmm. The eighties Ninja Turtles cartoon for me. I can't watch that anymore. It's dumb as fuck.
1: Yeah, it's not. That's, it. that's one of them. Real, that's real one bad. Of them. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for that cartoon, but outside of the theme, it's not good.
2: Oh, yeah, that theme still slaps. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, it
1: does. Um, whereas, real Ghostbusters still holds up.
2: Oh, yeah, it definitely, Extreme Ghostbusters too. I still love that show. Extreme it is, is, is the shit, man. I just no, like, had that got it's, canceled it's, after like a season. They
1: put a shit ton of them up on YouTube last year, and I watched the first appearance of Sam Hain. That's like the, one of the first Halloween episodes. Yes! So good. Still so good.
2: That was, was just... that's where you're selling a toy, but you are making something worthwhile to sell it. You yes. are making art. You're not just jerking off in the corner and then giving it to the print guy. <laughs> Which is this movie? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
0: Uh, so should we probably get into the plot on this thing?
2: Because uh, I no, hope folks. it's not me, because I have no idea what happened in this movie.
0: I don't uh, think any of us did, but we got to do this thing. So, all right. Brett, let's break out the uh, the D6 of Destiny and uh, let's see which of us is recounting the plot. Uh, while you get that die ready, I will tell everybody uh, listening for the first time, hey, welcome welcome to the plot in 60 seconds. This is where Brett rolls a die and tells us which of us is going to be recounting the plot in 60 seconds. So, Brett, assign the sides and uh, tell us uh, who's 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 recounting.
1: Well, we'll do one, to, uh, one and two for Tucker because is the least into it. Um Yeah, I don't know. Three and four for me, five and six for you, because we're kind of the same.
0: I was gonna say I'm I'm definitely not more into this than you, but yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I mean we're about the same on it, I think. We don't yeah. hate it as much as Tucker, but we also I don't no think anyone would.
0: can hate this as much as Tucker.
2: No, that's that's true. Uh, oh, this movie's great if you like bullshit. <laughs> and with that. Huh? Um
1: Tucker, I'm sorry. No!
0: It's
1: it's a two. Oh
2: shit! <laughs> okay, that's fine.
0: All right, I'm um, gonna go ahead and put 60 seconds on the clock while Tucker prepares himself mentally for what he's. This is I'm, two weeks in a row for Tucker. I'm just know, glad it's all. It. I'm just glad the pressure's off me right now. Can I just tell you? I've never been more glad to miss two <laughs> weeks in a row as I have been these last oh, two God. weeks. Last
2: week's was almost as bad as this i mean mine is um, just gonna be like a bunch of robots
1: fight one another the end so well, what i'm
2: gonna do is i i i'm some gonna die some
0: of them don't
2: full disclosure outside of uh the deaths at the beginning i honestly have no idea what happened in this movie so i have pulled up the plot on wikipedia that happens. i'm not gonna read it but like as i i'm gonna skim it as i'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what happened in this movie
0: that is a that is a common thing that we do on this podcast. So
2: I have never done that. So I thought it was it would be pertinent to mention that when I sure. when I am doing yeah. it. Am I,
1: yeah. to, I
2: stopped doing it. It got way funnier. So
1: it <laughs> did. Yeah, what that's why that's stopped. Why Brett
0: stopped. Yeah. I will if I if I if it's a movie like this one or the one that we watched last week where the plot is just memory hold for me, like I don't remember a damn thing about it, even though I watched it the night before. Uh, I will occasionally hit Wikipedia just to like skim so I can figure out what the hell happened in the movie, but I've got 60 seconds on the clock. I will give you the 30 and 10 second warnings as usual and your time starts whenever you begin.
2: Okay. um, So I remember this part, Orson Welles eats a planet. I remember that. Um, I remember someone saying the Decepticons conquered the Autobots home planet, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember actually seeing that happen. Nope. Off screen. Um, and then they all meet somewhere and fight and uh, 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 Optimus Prime dies and like he takes the glowy ball from his chest and gives it to some other dude who becomes Optimus Prime, essentially. 30 seconds. And then there's the robot fight and then more robots fight. And then there's a point where like they do this trick where like they pull off half their ship to make the other guys think that they're dead or something. And then more robots fight, and uh, then Eric Idol comes in, and I'm not Ten kidding, seconds. like, you guys think I'm being silly, but it actually upset my stomach. Something, it's some kind of imbalance in my brain. And they fight, and, and that's uh, time. And then they fight more, and eventually it ends. Like, it's over at some point. And then they chant this really
1: kind of creepy mantra about, like, all will be one, or something like that?
2: Like... Mm. It's kind of and a weird... they they play the,
0: the Stan Bush song "You Got the Touch" like twenty times.
2: I mean, now man. I'm I'm with you. The, the music one. the music in this movie is good by itself, but the way it's just ham-fistedly slapped in here, it just every scene is a new needle drop. They're like, oh, we can't do this on the show because we can't afford it. So every scene is going to have a legitimate song in it. And it gets fucking annoying after a while. After about the third scene, it's like, okay, guys.
0: Well, and they we do that have, thing like, that I score? know you love we have because some score? we. They, they do that thing I know you love because you you mentioned it in our Departed episode where they play the same like well we paid for this. So they, we, they play the same song like oh over, and over and over. And that's what they do with the Stan Bush song. You got the touch, which was originally written for the Sylvester Stallone film Cobra. Um, which I think we could probably cover on this podcast at some point. Um, yes. we should probably do an 80s action. Um we should theme do a Stallone month. Um is there enough Stallone? I don't know if there's enough yes. Stallone to cover yes. a whole month.
2: Yes. Stallone yes. September, yes. here we come. Yes. Oh god. I will help you. I will help you. I'm but, I'm I'm knee deep in Stallone lore, so I will help you choose those films. Continue, please.
0: But we have um uh, but 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 that song gets played like every time the the MacGuffin of this movie, the Matrix of leadership, which is the dumbest name for any MacGuffin ever. Yeah. I thought it was Anytime. the Autobots, Autobots
1: Matrix. I thought what's the fucking? They call it oh, the Allspark in the, the Michael Bay movies. I don't they know do, and that's
0: essentially what that is. Like they the the Matrix of leadership gets renamed the Allspark for Michael Bay's movies. Um. But, yeah, it's it's essentially this orb, this glowing orb, this orb with, like, a geode inside of it that, like, bestows the power of Optimus Prime on whoever gets it. So it's that's the MacGuffin of the movie that Unicron's trying to get because it's the only thing that can make him unstoppable. But then Galvatron, a.k.a. Megatron, gets it and tries to use it against Ultron- Unicron, which makes him go nuts and eventually Is that what happened in this movie? dies some in the original script he apparently tears himself apart like unicorn literally destroys script. himself. Believe it or not, this, this look, this film actually does have a screenwriter and this screenwriter was absolutely opposed to Optimus Prime dying. He's like you cannot kill off Optimus Prime. He is like the character, you cannot do that. And the 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 suits are like don't no, don't, don't worry. We got we got so many much bigger things planned. Don't worry. Um and the bigger thing they have planned is um, fucking Rodimus Prime, J- a Judd Nelson pink hot rod um, <laughs> named Hot Rod, um, picks up the matrix of leadership and becomes Rodimus Prime. Rodimus, because his name is Hot Rod, you see Rodimus.
2: What I like about it is um, since he's taking over the mantle for Optimus Prime, calling here Rodimus Prime makes it sound like you're saying rot. Rotimus, like he's rotting, like he's a zombie Optimus Prime.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's how I choose to. So that's think a of banger
1: it. of an idea. Give me give me zombie transformers. Zombie
0: Do Transformers.
2: It. I'm into it. Maybe I mean
0: we're doing this episode this week because there's a new another thing we forgot to mention up top 40 minutes into this episode. We'll mention this. There's a new Transformers movie out this week. So yeah, robots that's... that
2: turn into animals.
0: Which Beast Wars,
1: based on B which is the actually only Transformers cartoon I watched. And you'd think I would be excited. For the Beast Wars Transformers to show up in this new movie. I was saying they're in here. I'm totally shits all over the lore of Beast Wars. So like, why should I give a shit?
2: Are you surprised?
1: So,
0: are you surprised? I'm not. No. This is also the first Transformers movie. Uh well, I guess Bumblebee was really the first, but the first Transformers movie labeled as a Transformers movie, not directed by Michael Bay.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
0: By the way, when the next Transformers movie comes out, we can totally cover the Bumblebee movie because that one's not getting a sequel.
1: Like, I don't know. Like, I got to set sidebar real quick. I can't well, we could do the GoBots s- movie, Tucker. For some reason. I don't know why. My, this is how my Man, brain works. Garbage. Whenever I hear Bumblebee, mm-hmm. I think of the scene in the second Ace Ventura movie.
0: Bumblebee tuna. I knew Bumblebee exactly tuna. where you were going with that. Bumblebee tuna. Exactly where you were <laughs> going <laughs> with that. All
2: three were thinking that since the first time Stephen said Bumblebee. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. I was and gonna say hard. I knew
0: exactly where you were going. Yeah. This
2: is why I love you guys. You, you, you I get was me. trying to. You get I me. was trying to find a, a spot to to sneak it in there in a clever way.
0: Nah, don't, don't, no, just, just just throw it in. just throw it in. Maybe
2: I will. Just just
0: toss it in there. It's Maybe
2: that's how we'll in the the show is by bidding each of each other a bumblebee tuna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no. This this oh. F- man so yeah this this movie look man if you if you enjoy it i'm glad i'm glad you liked it this is not not for the disenfranchised crew though like i just yeah it, it was not it for was... anyone
2: with a functioning brain no <laughs> wow dude. okay come on we never go that
1: far we never go that far we always let them enjoy what they want to enjoy we don't yeah we're, no. we're not
0: we're this not gonna, gonna be I a dick the of... line. Okay. I'm going to be a we're dick not, about this. We're not going to be dicks. Tucker's no, a dick. You can
2: direct all your hate to Tucker. No, JK. Here's the thing. If you like this movie, your thoughts are valid, and I respect them, but you've never been more wrong in your life. And that's where I leave it.
1: I mean, yeah, that's you've walked right up to the line and, you know, said hello to it. That's. I'm glad you stopped there. That, that's all.
2: I spit over the line, but then I turned around and walked away.
0: Yeah, well, it, uh, it's just how I do the disrespect. <laughs> but yeah, we look it, this. This is not for us. If you do like this movie, I don't know. Let us know. Let us know why. Let us know why why you enjoy this. It, does it go beyond nostalgia? Like,
2: I want to know I think, if you I like think if
0: you have like a familiarity with these characters, like if these characters were important to you as a child, I imagine that this movie probably does mean more to you than it does to us. But we started this out by not really having any connection to the show, this property or these characters. So this really, I mean, I watched the first two Michael Bay movies in theaters, and then I kind of bowed out on transformers as a whole franchise. Like I, I gotta, just kind of tapped out on it.
2: I got to disagree with you there, Stephen. Um, I want to know if you like this movie unironically, Tucker um, wants to know how you sleep not at night. because of the nostalgia. I want to know what your five favorite films of all time are. Um, and also, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, I forgot. Shit. It was even better than what I just said.
0: Me over it here not being a mic
2: um, uh Oh. Oh. Nope, I forgot it again. Shit. I'm not even what stoned, man. Like. I am not inebriated in the slightest right now. Because
0: it's a little early for you to be inebriated or stoned. We're doing a those morning recording the, today because that's the same when I've this worked out.
2: Um, dang it. That makes me mad because it was a good thing. I'm I'm, I'm getting in my own way trying to remember what it is. And But anyway, And go just ahead, making whatever.
0: some really great content in the meantime. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, him and and. Yeah, Tucker cut this out. This is a great radio. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm gonna cut it out. Gosh, <laughs> I want I just wanna remember what it was though. It was so good. It was a really good question. Shit, you guys. I'm gonna cut this out. Give me just like thirty seconds to try and figure out what it was. What um What I had you Stephen just said, Steven?
1: Sidebar. okay
0: um what did i said i said yeah um, you were talking about how you know it, people it, might enjoy this movie did it go beyond nostalgia i was talking nostalgia. about how if they had a, like a familiarity with these characters and with this property oh, oh,
2: i got it i got it i got it i got it okay all right we're back on track so for me i disagree with you there Stephen. because if if i watched a movie that was this just slap in the face middle finger to the audience bad and it was about characters that i loved I would hate this motherfucker even more. They even do more. They if do I watch retroactively a child, undo
0: a lot of this stuff though. Like in, in season four, like they bring back Optimus prime. They bring back Starscream, Like they bring back a lot of the characters that they killed off.
1: Probably I not mean, may- even saying may- anything. Maybe. They probably don't even acknowledge this movie exists after a while. Why would they like They
0: do? Like there's uh, a, I, I watched a, a video. Cause again, I have no familiarity for this, but I watched a video. It was like an entire Transformers retrospective on like the eighties cartoon um and i watched the bit about the movie and a little bit after about the fallout from the movie and kind of how they addressed it but like the head of unicron comes back galvatron remains the the primary villain for the rest of the series i mean it runs for like another season and a half so like it doesn't really get like a lot more to it after this movie but like they do reference a lot of this stuff again like rodimus prime becomes a main character and they kill off Optimus Prime yet again in season three. Like he comes back and they kill him off again. So like it's, they, they do reference this stuff a lot. And for the bulk of the early part of season three, it's Rodimus Prime is the leader. Galvatron is the villain.
1: Interesting. I mean, I did think it was weird like, you could actually kill off a transformer because even Mm -hmm. in this movie, so easily. So easily, even Ultra even
0: Magnus in. gets like killed so and easily. then they immediately Destroyed. put him back together. They
1: put him back together. Yeah, so like, no, transfer. I couldn't do back. that to
0: any of the other characters. Unclear.
2: Can't you can't? Kill so a the movie the can robot. happen, Steven.
0: So we can sell new toys. I understand, right? But Ultra Magnus is pretty much just a white Optimus Prime. That's all he is.
1: Yeah, I just I take my him to introduce some unsolved mysteries to me. <laughs>
2: Oh, exploring why people like this movie tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. Exactly.
1: That was the Twilight Zone team. I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> I no, didn't. It's... <tiếching> that's the Unsolved that's Mysteries. Yeah. I was going to yeah, 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 say, I don't
0: even remember the other, I just That show freaked me the fuck out. And my dad loved it. But I was always like, they didn't solve it. Why didn't they solve I, it? Is that guy out there? Is he outside my house right now? Like that, yeah. I, that I show love, freaked me the I fuck out how, of child. Like
2: the child. I love how they they would switch gears. There will be like a serious mystery where it's like, this person has been missing. If you have any information, call me personally at home, Robert Stack. And now um, aliens. Another story about also, aliens. Also, what about this spooky ghost? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't call us about this one because we know it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> Don't call me at home. And then there was a part of me that always conflated that with America's Most Wanted. Or like they the William similar. Chatner Rescue 911. Like all, all those shows, shows kind of like bleed together in my mind.
2: Unsolved Mysteries was the only one with Bigfoot and aliens and ghosts, though. Right. And if
0: you haven't watched the Netflix revival, it's
2: actually pretty good. It's not Unsolved Mysteries, though. I mean, because it never may Robert be a stat, good. But... It, no, I mean, like it's not, even, it's not even put together like Unsolved Mysteries. It's just a regular old crime documentary show like i feel like they just slapped that name on there for that's what we do because they it like i it's good i watched it it's good but it's not unsolved mysteries it has nothing Like we have the right to this thing
0: so we're going to put the name on it and that's going to be what it is now
2: yeah like good show not unsolved mysteries yeah i mean i i'm
1: I'm sorry let me backtrack i should not have said a good thing about netflix at all um (laughs) netflix is bad actively bad Camp First of all, how perfect. dare you, sir.
2: Oh, uh, no. but them Fear Street movies though. God damn, damn it. Fear Street movies though. Aha! Fuck you're right. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, look, even a They're broken so clock good. is right twice a day. All right. right? right. Three yeah. times a day in this case. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. And those babysitter movies are the shit too, your girl Jenna Ortega's in the second. Uh, movie. Are really I haven't
0: seen the second one yet. I saw good, the first yeah. one. I thought the first but one was see, pretty fun. That's,
2: that's the Netflix effect. Is they pump out so much new content, like anonymous new content. And they don't advertise that, any of it. When you find something good, you just forget about it immediately. You watch it, and you're like, "Oh, damn, that was real good." And then until somebody mentions it to you, three or four years later, you're like, "Oh, fuck." That well, was that, a thing I enjoyed.
0: They don't advertise, and it's it's part of the cultural consciousness for so, because they put everything out bingeably. Like like they drop an entire series, an entire season of a show in one day, and so you binge it all in a day. You're excited about it for a couple of weeks and then you forget about it till the next season drops. Yep. Which you I think you can't watch is...
2: TV like that because you can't digest the episodes. You forget everything about it.
0: Exactly. Like honestly, it pisses me off that's what pisses me off about how Disney Plus treated the, the new Muppet show. Like M- Muppet Mayhem, they just dumped that entire thing on Disney Plus all in one day. And I was like, you know, you know that the serialized method works with stuff like Mandalorian and all those fucking Marvel shows. You can't extend the Muppets the same courtesy. You did it with Muppets. Now you release that weekly week, week by week. Like, come on. It's not that hard.
2: I like, did the, my the bingeable best.
0: model sucks and I hate it and it get rid of it. Please.
2: Please. 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 Thank yeah. you to real ones like yellow jackets and Barry and Ted Lasso who are please. just releasing. Well, not anymore. Cause they're all over. But, right. like, they're releasing episodes weekly instead of dropping them all at once. That's why those shows are so goddamn – that's why they're so successful. Right. Because people have a chance to digest them and talk about them for a week. I remember – water the, cooler fodder, man.
0: That's it. I remember the big thing about when Twin Peaks The Return hit um, because the model was dump the whole season. And David Lynch is like, no, it's going to be week by week. Like, that's how it's designed. That's how it needs to be done. And Showtime rolled yeah. it out that way. And you know what? That I was talking about that show for months as a result. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of other people were as well. So like that model and Mandalorian sticks around in the public consciousness for weeks at a time. All those Marvel shows stick around longer in the pub, pub in the public consciousness because they're released week by week. You talk about them longer versus stranger things. I, when that dropped, I literally, there were spoilers online the next day for what happens at the end of that show. The next hour. And I was so fucking pissed because I'm like, I haven't seen this yet. And now I don't know if I want to, because I, the spoilers are right there online now. Like the, the next day, like if I didn't watch it, the day it dropped, I was going to get it spoiled for me. And I fucking hate that.
2: It's a shame that they do stranger things like that, because from the first season forward, I've had enough self-control to my rule is I let at least three days pass Mm -hmm. between episodes and Stranger Things outside of the second season is a damn good show. And it's, it's a shame that it's put out the way it is that people binge it and they like it and they're going to watch the next season, but given it a couple days in between each episode, it it lingers. Like Mm -hmm. I know what happened in those seasons. Most people you ask them, Oh, you remember season four Stranger Things? They're like, Oh, well I watched it, but I don't, but which one, which season was that? What happened in that one? Right. Like,
0: it's, and that they, they tried to they tried to prolong that with with season four, the most recent one, by releasing it in two parts. Like they did part one and part two. So they kind of did it that way. But like shows like the Great British Baking Show or the David Letterman Show, like Netflix is capable of releasing week by week. They just don't want to because that's not their business model.
2: Well, and they're more interested. If ever in there like, was
0: a time to change the business it like model, it's money. now
2: exactly and with that quick money they're not about the long term they're all about the right now yeah, they want they like want the new else. subscribers that's why most yeah. shows
1: on netflix get canceled after two seasons because the first season brings in a lot of viewers then they all come back for a new season of that show they loved but not and as many season, but yeah but not as many and then season 3 doesn't it's just diminishing returns so netflix is like get the shit out of here
0: right Streaming well, and, is but ma- evil. netflix also mandates that all of their shows end on a cliffhanger so there's never any resolution for and en- there can never be any resolution for any of their shows unless the creators decide to stop willfully like something as astronomically successful as stranger things will get that opportunity but something like santa clarita diet for example which was a great show that it got was. canceled too early um that's never going to get that resolution
1: same with archive 81 Mm-hmm. Okay, baby one is the last real real Netflix show I watched. No, I watched Wednesday. And this was funny. They they want a cliffhanger at the end of a show so badly that even for Wednesday mm-hmm. that didn't have a cliffhanger at the end, yep. it still had to put a blurb that said Wednesday we'll be back. Like You get go- did
2: you guys like that show? I
1: thought it was alright. I did I I, I know this it. is a hot take that like I did not like who they cast for Mort- Morticia and Gomez
2: but
0: Oh see I that that was maybe my favorite part of I, the, of the show that was, was the
2: only thing I liked about that show Was and Luis Guzman as Gomez was like done. I fucking love that It did,
1: I don't know I didn't like his performance I didn't really I wasn't a fan
0: My my avatar for Netflix is Luis Guzman as Gomez
2: <laughs> yes. oh, I mean, I liked just- him as Gomez, because he was very reminiscent of the original Charles Adams, hundred uh, percent. Yep, which is something See, I, I used to read from the library all. I the didn't time. get that though.
0: Really? You haven't looked know. at pictures I of him, those bitch. side by side because no he I mean, looks well, exactly no, yes. fucking like him.
1: Look, well, look, well, I don't know. Look wise, maybe, but like performance, not at all. So I don't really. I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
0: I mean, so. for for people like you and I, Brett, it's it's hard to beat Raúl Julia because Raúl Julia is who we think of when we think of Gomez. Like, what do you think of when you think of Adam's family? It's Raul Julia and it's Angelica Houston. It's kind of hard to get that out of our minds, but unfortunately, like, other actors will go on to play those roles and bring their... Raul Julia will always be the best for me, but I am willing to engage with other actors who are trying different (laughs) things because that's the nature of performance.
1: Well, I I, I knew you would go down this path, and that's not why I didn't like his performance. I wasn't like... Raul Julia pilled. It was just
0: like—I mean, although you could be excused for being Raul Julia pilled because absolutely not,
1: of course. But like, I—I I was trying to separate the two. But like, I love—I have enjoyed other Gomez performances, and I just did not care for Luis Guzmans. That's all.
2: I think um, his his uh version of the character is the most accurate to the source material. But I think the two movies from the '90s are peak Adams Family. That's the best Adams Family you're ever gonna get, even though it's not like a, an an exact. Um, it, it's not exactly like the source material, right? But that is that for me. That's Adams Family Prime, mm-hmm. right there. Like that's where it. That's the peak. And Wednesday, I just didn't like it all. It was like a high fellow kids show. Is what it felt like to me, like a it, bunch of adults trying to write for kids. It did. It the felt premise felt, really felt flat very flat chilling.
0: Adventures of Sabrina to me.
2: It did. I understand how everybody liked it. Like everybody loved that show, and I'm like, why? Well,
0: yeah, and I didn't.
2: I
1: didn't love it.
2: I it grew on me,
1: I guess, because I I enjoyed it for the most part. The, and the, this is what sucks is like the scenes with Morticia and Gomez were my least favorite scenes, and I mm. and it sucks. Like, but. Just because they 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 felt shoehorned in the whole time, like, well, mm. we have to have the rest of the Adams family show up. We can't possibly not do that.
0: I'm also not a big Fred Armisen fan, and the fact that they cast him as Uncle Fester, was kind of like, oh,
1: where is he? I liked choice. him as Uncle Fester. I, look, I don't know. Maybe I'm just different here. I don't know, but <laughs> you guys, <laughs> co- well, <laughs> Stephen hasn't even watched it. I
0: haven't but, even watched you know. it. I just I just know what I've seen from the the trailers, and the fact that everyone was really into it, and so of course, if everyone's into a thing, I'm kind of like.
2: Should I? Everybody was into it for a couple weeks because, of course, they released it all at once. Exactly because that's Netflix's thing. And honestly, and then, I think
0: it stuck around a lot because of TikTok and the dance went her the Wednesday right. dance went fucking yeah. viral. So yeah. that be kind of became the thing. So uh, you know, if something can go viral, then we'll latch onto it and we'll get more of it. But if it can't go viral, then we're not
1: yeah which i mean look was that one of the best parts of the series yeah it was honestly um
2: i didn't make it that far oh really
1: you didn't even three
2: episodes three episodes oh
1: gotcha it gets better that's my that's my thing but three episodes yeah that makes sense um It gets better though.
0: Was that on, did we say that on this episode or did we say that on what are you, what are we watching the three episodes thing? I think
1: it was what are we watching. Okay. So so
0: for for context, then Tucker gives a new show three episodes and then decides whether he's in or out on it. So he gave Wednesday the requisite three episodes and then decided he was out on it. That's what we were referencing there. Uh, If you're a patron, you'll get the context for that this Sunday when the new episode of what are we watching drops.
1: So Tucker, it'll you be, never even got to Sunday Fred Armisen Fester.
2: No, I yeah. like Fred Armisen a lot, but I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see myself enjoying that casting choice, honestly.
1: So, well, it's hard. It's hard to have conversations like this when you didn't watch it all, and Steven hasn't watched it at all. I can so, dig it. <laughs> can dig so
0: it. makes sense.
1: Uh, I guess we should just move on because this conversation I'm, is going go
2: uh, to go nowhere. To to book in this conversation about Wednesday, Brett, yeah. glad you had a good time. Glad you had a good time. Thanks. That's it. The end.
0: Uh, Transformers the movie opens <laughs> on
2: August 8th. <laughs> uh,
0: 1986. It opens at number... Fart 14 at the box office, right? Um, It opens at 990 screens, uh, opens to $1.8 million and would go on to gross. $5.8 million. So not a good multiplier made up some of that in uh, home media sales. But for the most part, uh, this was not it the number one movie uh, in the country in 19 in August 1986 was a little film called Aliens. What if there were aliens? Um, a lot of sequels in the top five this week, actually. Top three are all sequels in four weeks. Aliens has grossed forty seven million dollars. Uh, Rightfully in- so. Right. It's, it's a sequel that I would put on par with the original. I don't know. I honestly, on any given day you ask me, I will will not be able to tell you which one is better, but I love them both.
2: Aliens is a movie that is art that made money and sold toys. Just saying you can do that. There's synergy there. If you make it work, if you give a shit
0: in second place, uh, the karate kid part two, up oh. from number four the week before. It's been in theaters for eight weeks and it's made about eighty-three
2: million dollars in, in those eight weeks. It's got um, my favorite recap uh beginning, uh Karate Kid 2, because they're leaving the tournament and mm-hmm. the the guy from the other from Cobra Kai, uh Reese, he like tries to fight Mr. Miyagi and Mr. Miyagi like acts like he's about to kill him, like mm-hmm. snap his neck, but instead he squeezes his nose. Mm-hmm. He says Burp. just like just like <laughs> um, uh,
0: Alanis Morissette in <laughs> yeah. Dogma uh, and in third place, another or in th- yeah, in third place at the box office this week. Another sequel. Uh, this one suffered from the previous entry not being well liked, but it's Friday the 13th part six. Jason lives what huh. many consider to be the best in the franchise. Um, that one, uh, has made in the two weeks that it's been in theaters it has earned about 13.2 $13. million dollars, uh, in fourth place new this week, a little movie called one crazy summer. And in fifth place, uh, a movie that just recently got sequelized, uh, top gun, Tony Scott joint, RIP and, uh, RIP to a great one. And uh, rounding out the top 10, in number six, we've got Ruthless People, Holding Steady. Uh, in seven, Nothing in Common. That's the Tom Hanks, Jackie Gleason, What If They Were Related movie. Um, in eighth place, previous episode of this podcast, Howard the Duck, uh, which in two weeks, this is literally the next week after the uh, Howard the Duck. It's down from three to eight, and okay. it's earned 10 point, 10.8 million. Very rarely do we get a chance to follow up like that. Uh, but huge drop-off in its second weekend, down 46% it, in its second weekend, despite adding more theaters. Uh, in ninth place, uh, new this week, a movie called A Fine Mess that I know nothing about. And in 10th place, the Nora Ephron-written, Michael Mike Nichols-directed film Heartburn, starring Meryl Streep. Um, was he this even movie- loves Meryl Streep i ugh. um <laughs> this movie again goes on to make just a little over five million does make some of that back up in uh home media uh although uh, some changes are made the the word shit that was added to the movie to get the pg rating so that kids would have to bring their parents to see the movie with them um is edited out in the home media release and not put back until 2000 um and also they put a postscript at the end of the film saying that optimus prime will return because people were so pissed off about optimus prime dying
1: that single shit surprised me i was like did he? same i rewound he it so shit. i was like
0: did i my, my partner and i are watching this and she hated every second of it like more than probably anything i forced her to watch um but well,
2: we do agree on something
0: <laughs> but i uh i they they said oh shit and i was like did he just say oh shit in a in a car, and so we re, so we rewound it, and sure enough, <laughs> we're both like he did. That's so weird. Um but yeah, no, that 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 shit is in there. Um, but yeah, this place is like it's in like the 40s, like for movies of 1986. It does not do very well. Uh, but again, through home media release and and nostalgia develops a cult following. The uh letterbox score on this one is a 62, or I'm sorry, the tomatometer score on this one is a 62%. Excuse me? I know. The critics consensus, a surprisingly dark, emotional, and almost exclusively cynical experience for Transformers fans. Did we watch the
2: same movie? How much did Hasbro pay these critics to say that? (laughs) Okay. Now
0: you're sounding like a DC fuckboy. Stop it. Um,
2: I mean, but come on, you guys. We watched this movie.
0: I know. Look, Critics,
2: Critics say worse things about movies that are fine. There are movies that are fine it's that almost have like cartoon on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That's are like, yeah, we were were talking, talking about, about
2: if we were talking about art, that would mean something. I'll,
1: just, I'll, 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 I'll let my comment sit there and then I, I won't say anything else.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I quite appreciated your, your comment there, Brett. That's very good. Good times, um, everybody.
0: And the Metascore is uh, 43 based on mixture average reviews from nine critics. And the letterbox score is a 3.6. Brett, out of five stars, how are you rating Transformers the movie?
1: I have to give it a one because at least it's a coherent film and not Food Fight. So I can't give it half a star. I won't put the two on the same level. So I have to give it at least a one. So one
0: star. Tucker, what about you? none stars none stars i gave it 2 it's it's fine can you
1: give something zero stars on letterbox
0: you just don't yeah you just rate it and you don't leave any stars we uh, we gave stars. food fight zero stars
1: oh okay well i'll give this a half then
0: okay uh <laughs> so I, I gave it 2 which means we probably average out to about a 1 um between the 3 of us but yeah it i mean this is mm, this is not a good movie this is not so i don't know what you want from us but it broke me, boys. Yeah, I know. We we in were fact, getting those I, texts.
2: In fact, I have an announcement, which is an amendment to my original announcement. Uh, I was I, I had a very, very emotional reaction to this movie, a very negative emotional reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, I, I tried to convey that to you guys through my text where like I seriously, this was a toxic movie for me. Like it put me in a bad mood all day, gave me all the bad feelings. Like I, I'm not joking. Like it sounds really fucking stupid, but this movie upset me. Like it actually upset me at my core, and I didn't think, I didn't think that I wanted to continue with this theme month. I was going to let you guys do it yourselves. Um, we were. but yeah, we were
0: fine with that. We were uh, we we're going to let that
2: happen.
1: Yeah,
2: with so much so much argument and ped- pedantry, pedantry, tree. Well, um, no, but
1: ultimately we can't we both like we both said that's fine, like we're not gonna like force yeah. you to at no something. point
0: are we gonna force you to do something you don't want,
2: man, yes, yeah. not us, but I think that this there there's no way that these other three films will be as bad or worse than this
0: well there's the no the th- way the third film we're covering is was changed in production because of this one i' I don't even know anything about the one we're covering next week. I have no context, and the one we're the one we're covering at the end of the month is not even related to a toy line, so and we have guests for that one so
2: so i'm gonna I'm gonna stick around because okay. this this episode went a lot better than I thought it would. I appreciate you guys letting me uh get my thoughts out without you know. I don't want to say challenging me because I do like to have a good discussion about things, but I I appreciate you guys understanding uh, how much of an existential butt fuck this movie was for me and not pushing me too hard on it. I appreciate that. I mean, look, man, it
0: it's, it's hard to argue with just how craven this movie really is because it, it feels excessively cynical, even in soulless it, it, in its execution, it is, on its fucking face this is a toy commercial it's an 85 minute toy commercial so like it's hard to argue with the it's it's hard to argue with just how soulless and craven and devoid of integrity this thing is because it is in in that way very much the embodiment of 80s cinema um, or just the 80s in general, just like 80s culture because it is Craven and anything for a buck and capitalism above all like that. That is what this movie is on its face. And it doesn't try to hide that.
1: Yeah. I, Cause after reading your text, I was like, ah, he's overreacting. It's probably not as bad as he's saying it is. It seems extreme. And then I watched it and I was like, no, he's right. My God, this is so just
0: egregious. Yeah, and I mean I I went in with an open voice. mind. I'm like I've seen a couple of Transformers movies. Like I had a toy. Like I, you know, this can this be that toy. bad? I did. I had a toy. I don't even remember which no, one it was, cool. but I had that's one of cool.
1: them. The fact that it's just a, a fight with a couple minutes of, you know, breathing room and then another fight. It's it is just
0: one fight after another. A little it bit is, of
1: exposition and then another fight.
0: We're jumping from 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 set action set piece to action set piece so we can show off how many new cool toys we're going to make like that's that is what this movie is and it's it's one one of those after another and even the plot doesn't make much sense because the plot is written around the toys that they need to make like the 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 notion of the uh fuck the the matrix of leadership that was a late addition to the script like, they just kind of threw that in because they needed something for Optimus Prime to pass as a mantle. I think at one point it was literally going to be, like, a tiny version of Optimus Prime would, like, pop out of Optimus Prime's <laughs> chest and then crawl into Ultra <laughs> Magnus's chest or something.
2: That sounds like, fantastic.
0: Right, doesn't it? God. That
2: would be my favorite scene if that existed. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, this movie gets one star for that scene. Right. Right
0: but no like i mean i had to give this movie at least one star because of orson welles like i just i
2: i That's had That's fair. I that had to. Fair. Orson
0: Welles gets a star because he's Orson Welles. Um i mean my favorite scene in the muppet movie is the scene where orson welles turns around in his chair and it's orson welles and i'm just like Gee! like i don't and even care. Is. Like it's just he has one line and it, uh, the rest of it is just presence and i fucking love it and it's the very end of the movie but it's still my favorite scene in that damn movie. So if I were making, if we were doing a top five list of top five <sighs> movie cameos, that would definitely be in that list. So
1: nice. I'd be down to do that list. I'd and speaking list of too. top
0: fives, um, swing on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. And uh, while you're there, you can check out our most recent episode of dis five Chai's, the show behind the paywall where uh, Tucker and I most recently counted down our top five David Fincher films. That was a Um, good episode.
2: That That was was a good good. episode.
0: A lot of fun discussion on that one. So check that out. And honestly, this month is kind of the right time to do it because this month we are offering a free trial for uh, anyone who wants to check out our Patreon to see what it's all about. Uh, You can go over and sign up for seven days. Absolutely free. Um, And uh, yeah, just you could. There's literally hours of content behind that paywall.
2: You guys, Um, there's so much content on our Patreon.
0: And you also get access so to the weekly show that we referenced earlier, What Are We Watching? That drops every Sunday. Um, you have access to that. Um, so many episodes of disenfranchised, a few episodes of unenfranchised, uh, movie commentaries, trailer commentaries, movie uh, recent release discussions on movies like Scream Six and Weird the Al Yankovic story. Like we there's a ton of stuff. Brett and I early on did a, a commentary for um, Adam's family values. If you like that Adam's family discussion that we had earlier, we talk about that. Like it's there's, there's a lot of good stuff back there. So definitely check that out. Patreon.com slash disenfranch pod. You can also shoot us an email, disenfranch pod at gmail.com. Let us know. Did you like transformers? Is it mostly nostalgia or is there something else that draws you into this movie? Let us know if you want to tell Tucker why he's wrong. That's the place to do it. Um, Please, please tell me why I'm wrong. Or you can find us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd and Facebook and now YouTube at DisenfranchPod. You can find us on all of those platforms now. And please follow us and subscribe to us on all those platforms as well. Um, Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Help us find some more listeners like yourselves. Uh, we are all individually on social media as well. I'm your host, Stephen Fox, where you can find me on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter at Chewy Walrus. Brett, where can we find you these days?
1: Uh um, Tucker, could you put this somewhere else before this? Because I didn't do the video game corner at all. Oh shit. I, I didn't have a chance to do that. Yeah, yeah, you got.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, do your video game corner and then say where you are on social media and I'll. Pfft. Sorry.
1: Wrap it No, it's fine, man. You're I was good. trying to like, I was trying to indicate, I should have just raised my hand. I was well, trying to do, indicate I just, had something to say. You should have just started
0: talking over me.
1: I don't, but you know, it's, you know, I don't of, like to do that. I mean, you speaking could. Of things, fine.
2: Speaking of forgetting things, you guys, do you remember the segment that we forgot to do from the beginning but then we were doing it for a while so shut up but then we forgot to do it again and we haven't done it in like 3 months so shut we up again. We haven't done
0: it in so long, yeah. Do you
2: remember that? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember yeah. that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. You
1: could probably do that too. Uh does this Maybe. movie deserve a sequel? No. I mean I think it's pretty unanimous. Uh
2: no, it doesn't. Uh hey, while while no, we're uh, I don't want it. while we're sitting here in the edited zone in the negative zone here Our uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy episode on YouTube got 28 views. Nice. And Transporter Refueled got 12, which is, that's kind of... Better than I expected for that. First two episodes we popped on there got two and three views respectively. Nice. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Pretty wild. Anyway, so uh, Video Game Corner.
1: Action. Let's, Let's take a little trip. Over to my uh, corner of the world here, where we talk about the video games. Because Transformers, you better believe they had video games, because they're perfect fodder for such a thing. Um, was there one based on this movie? It's a little unclear. Uh, the first one uh, came the out.
0: Transformers: colon, the movie: colon, the video game.
1: Yeah, now see, and then that they never released one like that. But there was one released around the time this movie came out called Transformers The Battle to Save the Earth.
0: Do we need to do an Upsol video game corner on Transformers games? Are there that many?
1: Nah, well, here's the thing. There are, but most of them are based on the Michael Bay movies.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: So I was like, no, nah, we're not going to do a whole episode on those because they're not even...
0: Maybe when we cover the Bumblebee movie.
1: Yeah, we could probably do it then because there's... There's enough to do one for that. Um, Because I can't even... Yeah, because most of them are just... What the hell is that noise? Oh, they're cutting the grass outside. Sorry. I was going to say, I can't hear anything. Okay. okay, Yeah, no. It's such a loud-ass noise.
0: Zencaster usually does a pretty good job of cutting out ambient noise. Like, you can't hear my air conditioner running in the other room.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I can't.
0: And it's pretty loud. (laughs)
1: Right. Uh, Okay, so maybe I should start over. Um, I will start over.
0: Okay, that means I'm going to have to redo my Transformers the movie, the video game joke.
1: (laughs) Ah, this is a mess. Uh, Oh yeah, so let's uh, let's take a real quick trip over to that corner of my universe where we talk about the video games. Ah, the
0: video games.
1: Because the Transformers, of course, they lend themselves very well to the video game format. Um, now, was there one released for this movie specifically?
0: Transformers, colon, the movie, colon, the video game?
1: Yeah, which would have been a hilarious title. Um, uh, I agree. This movie lives in my colon. <laughs> but, not, but not specifically... Um, although there was one that was released around the time of this movie called Transformers the Battle to Save the Earth. Um, but it was only released on the Commodore 64, uh, which was is kind of popular, but not really. Once the Nintendo came out, it was done. Um, so there was that. But the, first, the, the very first game came out in 1985 for a system called the Sinclair Spectrum, I've never even heard of. And the Commodore 64.
2: That's would say once again the ZX Spectrum.
1: Ah, okay. That makes sense. Um, developed by Ocean 40. Ocean yeah. Software, a company that would become really well-known for shitty tie-in games later in the 90s. Um, then you get uh, the Transformers Mystery of Convoy, only in Japan, released in 1986 for the uh, the, the Nintendo... Or the Famicom over in Japan, then uh, a few of these only Japan releases, like Transformers: The Headmasters in nineteen eighty seven for the Famicom Disk System, which we never got in America. Um, then you get, and that's it for classic Transformers in terms of video games. You think there would be more? Not really.
2: There wasn't a lot you could do with them back then. The technology was so limited. Like besides having like maybe a shoot 'em up or a platformer, like which is, really the... yeah, which is what a lot of these were,
1: yeah, which was what a lot of these were. Now, when it comes to the Michael Bay movies, so many video games, you have no idea. Um, but for now, we'll get into that later when we talk about the Bumblebee film. But for now, that's it.
2: That's all of them.
1: That's it's unfortunate, and but yeah.
2: If Steven were here, he would uh, have a nice transition ready for us. He would. He gone. This
1: is all last mess. You're gonna have to do so much. We lost him.
2: Part. We lost him. Well, it's it's right at the end, so it won't be hard to find. Like, I'll, oh yeah. I'll take the parts out, put it in different tracks, and then reassemble it. It won't be too hard. Like initially, cutting it up will be hard, but I don't think putting it together will be. Very Plus, I've got, I've got tomorrow night off, so I'll probably do that tomorrow night. So I'm not rushing to do it Wednesday night like I was this last week.
1: Cool.
2: Six hours on Wednesday, I spent putting three episodes together and putting them up on their various distribution platforms. Man, that was a lot of fun. That was like my whole day. That was the day I listened to. Uh, well, no, that was the day before that. Never mind. Yeah.
1: Well, cheers, man. We appreciate all your hard work, seriously. Yeah, no problem.
2: Okay, Brett's done with his video game corner, so now he's going to give us his socials.
0: Brett, where can we find you on social media these days?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, a letterboxd, at sus underscore warlock.
0: Fantastic. Tucker, what about yourself?
2: I'm on YouTube in the usual spot. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got my Instagram for my mugs. Uh, that is on YouTube, Ice
0: Nine Zero Nine, and on um, Instagram at Tuck underscore Mugs. Thank you, sure social media manager Steven. in the show notes. Just for I anyone recently, interested, I recently in...
1: posted yeah. my mug guest mug.
0: That's true. Yes, that's yes. True. we do that's have a very the very first guest mug, which is Brett's. Uh, Brett's Resident Evil mug. So if you want to know all about why Brett loves Resident Evil, make sure you check out our episode on Welcome to Raccoon City.
2: That we also put out now that
0: late last year or earlier. Now, this that year, we bro-
2: now that we've broken the seal on guest mugs, if there are any listeners who are also followers of the tux mugs page, mm-hmm. uh, you can submit your mugs to us um, with a photo uh you know just follow the format of the actual instagram page you can email that stuff to us and we'll pop it right up there on the gram yeah uh, this, well, like if we got, like gmail.com shoot those over we're gonna space them out mm-hmm. you know we can't like if we, i'm not saying that anybody's gonna send us one but if like three people send us one all at once it'd take about a month to get all those out because i'm not trying to put them all out in a lump right but yeah send us your mugs send us send us your mugs and
0: that is all we have for our episode on Transformers colon, the movie from 1986 um yeah that's all we got so that's been our episode uh this has been the disenfranchised podcast I'm your host Stephen Foxworthy for my co-hosts Brett Wright and Tucker until next time we bid you a bumblebee tuna bumblebee tuna bumblebee tuna bumblebee tuna